Hey everyone, welcome to Detox Podcast. I am so excited to be back. I've been on a bit of a month-long hiatus from this uh, just because I was doing a bit of a creative cleanse. I had gotten to a point where I had so many creative ideas swimming around my head, demanding to be executed. I was feeling really overwhelmed and had a lot of Uh, projects on the go already like this, like the podcast, like writing poetry, uh, writing guided meditations that I then led during class once a week, all of this stuff on top of my, you know, full-time job that I do. And I was beginning to start feeling really drained and like I was burning the candle at both ends and I didn't have enough creative juice to give it my all to just one project or another I felt like my my creativity was being spread too thin so I said you know what I've just got to drop something and focus on what I want to really focus on right now and and for November it was my novel that I'm writing and I finished the draft so excited Uh, it's a rewrite that I was doing a rewrite of a novel that I wrote three years ago and so it's been in the works for a while and I'm really happy of where it's where it's uh, now is but it still needs a lot of work but I wouldn't have been able to give it the attention it deserved or even been able to finish it if I had still been doing things the way I was doing so yeah I'm really glad that I did it and I'm really happy to be back and one thing that's very cool is I had this fear right okay, well, if I don't record new episodes, am I going to lose listeners? Am I going to lose followers? Am I going to lose the traction that I have with this with this project? Well, that's a very real fear that I think a lot of us have, right? In this world, we're all, it's kind of drilled into us that we have to be consistent. We have to always be putting out new content or else like we'll never gain any momentum. Well, you know what? Throughout this month, I kept looking at my statistics and the data that was uh, given to me through the uh, through the website that I used to send this out to everybody, and people were still listening. You guys were still listening to my stuff, and I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for still being here and still listening. I love you so much. Thank you. And it really just showed me that just because you're not, you know, drilling out content after content after content, people are still there. And you don't need to be this like slave to your projects in order to get any sort of success. Because what is that? What is success if you kill yourself for it? That's not the point of it, is it? The whole point of this is to share my art, share the words that I've written, and talk to you about them, about the stuff that I have experienced, my own addiction recovery story, and hopefully reach some people who who can say, you know, me too, or oh, I never thought about it that way, or just have a little bit of, you know, solidarity. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you're still here, still listening. And I hope that that shows you a little bit that you can give yourself permission too to step about step back from the things that you need to step back from. And allow yourself to take the time that you need when you really need it. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I'm going (laughs) to sneeze. Today's episode, 
I'm so excited. I've been thinking about it for like a month. <laughs> it's called Cliff's Edge, and I think it's really well-timed right now. Starting at the beginning of December here, we're jumping into holiday season. Oh my goodness. Sorry about this sneeze that I think is coming. Lordy, okay. I just, <laughs> I just paused the recording and had my little sneeze. Um, okay, so let's get into it. This um, episode is called Cliff's Edge after the poem. Cliff's Edge. Here we go. The higher the climb, the harder the fall. If you're afraid of heights, then don't look down at all. Keep your chin up and your gaze true. What lies below wasn't meant for you. Yeah, so this is kind of like my go-to feelings about all the stuff that we feel obligated to be a part of, um, especially during the holiday season. Uh, if you're if you're listening to this in real time, it's just the beginning of December uh, 2019. So uh, we're getting close. Uh, American Thanksgiving was just this past weekend. And I know Canadian Thanksgiving was all the way back in October. <laughs> Do we even remember it? I remember it. Mine was kind of shitty. But uh, there are a lot of feelings of obligation around this time. And I'm noticing it a lot um, with a lot of people saying like, my family makes me feel like crap. My family doesn't understand my addiction. My family doesn't support my decisions not to drink. They're always in my face inviting me to, you know, uh, wine tastings and breweries. And they're having parties at these alcohol-infused venues that uh, they don't even have Diet Coke on the menu, you know? Or they're just in my face all the time at Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner. And they just won't relent. There's no... There's no safety there. I feel completely panicked the entire time. Or even if the pressure from them to drink isn't there, family comes with all of this shit, right? All of these feelings. A lot of us found addiction because of our family stressors, right? So it only makes sense that now in sobriety, or in recovery in any facet is really difficult when we're facing those family stressors again. Of course that's going to be triggering for us. Of course it's going to make us want to escape. We're seeing it in this new light, like, holy shit, this is really fucking hard. This makes me want to chug a whole bottle of wine. And I never feel like this. I feel okay most of the time. But in these moments, holy shit, my panic level is so high. You know? So I'm going to give you permission to not do these things. Like where, did, like, where was the contract that you signed that said, I have to go to family gatherings? And I get it. You guys feel like maybe you'll just receive tons of shit and, like, all this uh, badgering if you say no or protect yourself. That's the fear anyway. But a lot of the time when we establish good boundaries, we teach people how to treat us, right? We say, no, like I'm to be respected. My time is to be respected and I don't feel safe. I don't feel okay when I'm in this space or with these people or talking about this or when this drink is present. You have to take care of yourselves. In this new life that we have been gifted, right? We have this amazing opportunity 
to start choosing how we want to design our life. We are the complete creators of our new life here. We chose sobriety, we chose recovery, and now we get to design the new way of being. The old way wasn't working, the old way felt like hell, and now it's time to design something completely new, something more efficient, more effective, and more awesome. So why are we going to repeat the same stuff from before? Why are we going to still go to those dinners that made us feel like shit, like we were so small, like completely insignificant, and like our needs didn't matter at all? Why are we going to still do that? It's time to do something differently. We have this amazing opportunity, this constant invitation to put ourselves first, put our needs first, and and just show up for ourselves. This poem is all about walking this sort of like cliff's edge or tightrope situation where now we've chosen sobriety and we are on this ledge and we used to be down below in the valley, right? We used to be down there with the uh, the drinkers and the partiers and the people who just had surface level conversations, the uh, booze-filled trips, weekend getaways, uh, liquor-laced office parties, and all this stuff, you know, that has the, you know, the title of it is like, this is fun, this is fun, yay, 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 rah, 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 let's do this, it's gonna be amazing, but the fine print is this perpetuates my addiction. This perpetuates my ability to escape from the pain and suffering in my life. This perpetuates my, uh, I don't know, but it seems fun, right? And we did it for so long, but obviously it wasn't working. Obviously we, uh, addiction got its claws into us and these things are not fun, really, because they usually were taking dark turns for us, right? And they let us hide in plain sight, you know, where we could just drink copious amounts under the disguise of parties, fun, uh, getting together with people, socialization, trips, vacations. All these things where drinking seems normal, but for us, it was never normal, right? And so now that we're in sobriety or recovery, any step along the way, we've made it up to this uh, cliff edge where we can see all of this stuff still happening, all the people still trapped down there in the sort of lie that we were living as well. Uh, Whether or not where they are, you know, the other people, whether they have a poor relationship with drugs or alcohol or if they have a good one, who knows? That's not actually for us to even think about or to judge on. We only have to worry about ourselves and we have to know that that stuff down there wasn't meant for us. It might be meant for the other people, it might not be. They might be somewhere along their own addiction recovery journey or they're not, but that's not meant for us to even think about or worry about. That's down there, way down below, We're up high, not saying that we are better. I'm not saying that we are higher than or superior. 
I'm not saying that they are inferior. I'm just saying that in your own vision of what is meant for you, that stuff is below you specifically. You are not better than other people, but you are better than the person you were when you were down there. See what I'm saying? So you are now up here on this cliff's edge, and it's called cliff's edge because it's precarious, right? All that stuff is just right down there, and you could go join it at any moment. You can make that choice to go down there, but you know what will happen when you do. You know that it won't be just one time. You know it will unravel for you quite quickly. (sighs) At least I know it would for me. The longer that I go without drinking, the scarier the prospect of trying it again becomes. I know that I'm not going to, but you know, I had a drinking dream last night where I was in Vegas and I was with an old friend that I'm not friends with anymore and we were just wasted. Or not really wasted, but we were definitely drunk and I was thinking the whole time like, huh, I don't even remember drinking. I just was drunk. And I... I think about in real life now, if I were in that situation, it would be so much harder for me to to get myself out of that because I'm not in, in like super early recovery anymore. I am more than two and a half uh, years sober, but for the first while, you're fighting teeth and nail. Teeth and nail? Tooth and nail. <laughs> uh, to stay sober. And to not just like slip back into that because it's so easy, it's right in your face and you're so close to it. You haven't gotten that much distance between your your previous reality of drinking every day or drinking a lot or whatever it looked like for you, your new way of life. You have to choose it actively all the time, every moment, every day until it becomes normal for you, which I've gotten to now, which is great. Like I don't really think about it, which is awesome. But then you have these moments where you miss what it was like. So I'm, I'm wondering if I were to try alcohol again now, if I wouldn't have that same sort of warrior style mentality where you're fighting so hard every day to like not do it and to choose sobriety every moment, that it would be, I'm not in the fighting mode anymore, right? So if I just, if I did it, it would be harder for me to like activate that sobriety again. And I think that might be the reason why people after like years of sobriety go back and then it's really hard not to just be like, okay, it was one day and go back to sobriety, right? So with this poem, if you're afraid of heights, if you're afraid of the sobriety you've gained, I hear you. If you're afraid of how like good you feel, I hear you. Sort of just feeling like the other shoe might drop at any moment. And I look ahead to the holiday season and I think, okay, what's it going to be this time? What's going to just like knock me on my ass this time? Because there's always something. Everything is like fine and then something happens, you know? I push myself too hard. I do too many parties where, you know, I shouldn't really be there. If you're looking ahead, I hear you. And you know what? I've 
um, started therapy again, which I'm really excited about. But the last session I was there and we were trying to make a list of things we wanted to work on. And all the things that I was saying were like hypotheticals. They weren't actual real problems that were happening to me right in the present. And I think that is so interesting because the whole time my therapist was just like, okay, but you can't actually know if that's going to happen or not. You're just thinking that it's going to because that's how it happened last time. And we were talking about an interpersonal like work conflict, but this definitely applies to the holiday season and sobriety or like any event that you have historically had a lot of trouble with in sobriety and then anticipating having to go through it again. Because you think, okay, last time really fucking sucked. I was triggered the entire time. I just wanted to scream my head off and I wanted to smash everybody's glassware and flip tables and run out of there and never return. Why wouldn't I think that that's going to happen again? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm 100% um, there yet without getting getting my head around that. Um, But I do know that when you believe that the past is going to repeat itself, it does not open up the possibility for new creation and like I was saying before we are in this amazing place where we get to create a new reality for ourselves we get to design exactly what we want we get to fill our time with people that are like-minded and make us feel safe and at home and heard and seen and loved Instead of spending our time with people that make us feel shitty and broken and like we're completely wrong and maybe we should try it, you know, the old way and not this new, cool, super, sober way we're doing things, you know? So we have to embrace the possibilities that are endless as we look ahead we need to practice not fixating on what we think is going to happen and be open to the idea that anything could happen. Amazing, wonderful, cool things could happen instead. And I was really stressed out about the holidays. Like a couple months ago, I was even telling like everybody, I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know what to do. Like, I want this to be on my terms, but I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't want people to think like, oh, they wouldn't want to attend sober events with me. You know, it's the holiday season. They want to celebrate. They want to drink wine. They want to drink champagne. Um, I felt like an inconvenience. I felt like a concession. Like, I don't know. But something really cool happened. Since I've joined the Lucid Yoga Collective, we have started gaining traction and gaining a lot more students. And in December, uh, I had this idea. And simultaneously, one of the other teachers had the same idea where we would host events. In December, we're going to do a winter solstice event on uh, December the 20th. 
and we're going to do like restorative yoga, meditation, and ritual. And then on December 29th, we're going to do a pre-New Year's party where we're going to set intentions and there's going to be live music and food. And yeah, like I'm super, super pumped. And suddenly I'm not only attending sober, soulful, soulful wellness yoga events, I'm creating them and providing them, hosting them. And suddenly my December looks so much different than last time and so much different than the time before. This will be my third sober Christmas and I'm not scared anymore because that stuff, that worry, that stuff is down below the cliff, down in that valley, and it's not meant for me. It's not meant for me to worry about. What I'm meant to worry about is the sky above. The expansive, limitless expanse where I can create anything I want to and explore a life that is worthy of me instead of trying to fit in a life where I don't feel worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creating a life that's worthy of me instead of trying to fit into a life that I don't feel worthy of. Because that isn't the life I'm supposed to be in. I don't fit there. And that's good. That's a good thing. There is this dissonance and emptiness that occurs when we choose a different path than the majority of the human race and it's really lonely but that is so much of the battle is to still choose it even though at first it feels gross and awful you just have to keep choosing it and it gets better and we learn so much along the way And yeah, just keep your chin up, keep your gaze true, keep your eyes set on that, those mornings that are hangover free, you know, those times where you get to pick your kids up at one in the morning because they called you for a ride because they don't feel safe where they are and you can actually get in the car and go grab them. Or your mom falls in the middle of the night and you can go help her. A friend calls you because they're in a crisis, emotional or otherwise, and you can respond. When we are sober, we are present. And presence is like the best present you can give anyone. Right? We deserve to show up fully for ourselves And the other people that we love in our lives deserve to have us show up fully as well. They don't deserve to have us, we personally, and our loved ones don't deserve to have us succumb to that temptation of the drunken work party or the wine-filled girls weekend 
because that is just poison to our souls. And we're not doing them a favor by joining in on the festivities and partaking in the in the drinking. It seems like we're not sometimes. Our brain tells us those lies where it feels like we're not fitting in or we're like, uh, by declining to partake, we are, we're letting them down. But that's not true. By partaking, we are letting them down. In the grand scheme, by, by saying no and saying yes to staying sober through these events, we are able to give them our fullness and our healed versions of ourselves, not the perpetually traumatized, pained versions of ourselves. And I guess that's a symbol too of like the people that are in your life, if they are guilting you and making you feel like crap because you're not doing these things, then what place do they have in your life? if they don't see the glowing, shining, brilliant version of you from when you were choosing yourself and taking care of yourself and actively healing yourself, then that's their loss, I would say. So yeah, (laughs) take care of yourselves this holiday season, please. And take care of each other. Here's Cliff's Edge. The higher the climb, the harder the fall. If you're afraid of heights, then don't look down at all. Keep your chin up and your gaze true. What lies below wasn't meant for you. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited to be back. Episodes again will be weekly on Mondays. And if you're interested in joining me for any meditation classes or events this month, I teach the first three Uh, Mondays at 7.30 p.m. guided meditation and the second and third Wednesday. You can find my classes and register for them at www.lucidyoga.ca. And if you want to uh, get email updates about my poetry and podcasts and all things words and such, uh, you can go to my website, denisewalkerspeaks.com, and you can get signed up for my newsletter. Just type your type your name into the little pop-up that shows up, of course, right? And then those events, Winter Solstice Celebration, I'm so excited to do that. So if you're interested in that, we only have about 10-ish spots for people. So get your spot saved right away. That's on the Lucid Yoga website as well. Again, thanks for listening. We will see you next week.